Hello, welcome to another episode of A Pastor and His People. I am Pastor Witt, here with... Austin. Austin Hale. Yeah, Hale. Yeah, Hale. Hale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Austin, how are you doing today? I'm good. How about you? Pretty good, pretty good. Austin, um, you're a member at Park Baptist Church. I am indeed. For not too long. How long have you been a member? So, I've been an official member since August, early August, okay. late July. Uh, but I've actually been attending as a visitor um, since the end of February last year. So it's been about a year. Yeah. Okay. And you're a Winthrop student? I am indeed. That's how we met you? We found you? Yeah. Pastoral resident uh, Moses. Moses. Moses Boyd. He uh, was evangelizing on campus. and I remember that day. It yeah, was a good day. It was a good day. He said he had a cross necklace on. Yeah. Talked about Exodus. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and... Uh, Lo and, behold, day. lo and behold, here you are. I know, right? Uh, so, and you did our Summerlink um, internship? I did. How was that? It was pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty groovy, one would say. Did you have any... You would say that, wouldn't you? Groovy. I... Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a catchphrase. Ask, ask a certain individual or multiple. <laughs> they may attribute that. It is groovy. Um, so, and uh, do you have any highlights or maybe one particular highlight from Summerlink for you? Uh, it was my first exposure to the mission field. Hmm. I'll say that. Uh, we went to Columbus, Ohio the first week of the program, and it really opened my eyes to myself as hmm. a developing Christian because I was saved in the fall of 2022. And mm-hmm. Being exposed to the mission field and being around the people I was with who were my yeah. age, and I had known none of them hmm. previously, and so I was going right into sharing a bedroom with all these guys. <laughs> and, and, you really get to know someone. Yeah, yeah. And it was uh, like five days and eight-hour bus ride. But um, we went there and we did a sports camp yeah. and really brought me out of my comfort zone. Mm. And I loved every second of it. It was amazing. And um, really, I was really encouraged by the uh, leadership okay. and the exposure to theological doctrine. Okay. Uh, such as the works of Mark Dever and C.J. Mahaney. Yeah. Uh, that was particularly inspiring and leaves you to a lot of introspective yeah. reflection. That's good. Um, and so uh, you've been at Park. Is there a, maybe one particular way you would say a highlight for you of how Park has been a blessing to you while you've been here? It's a loaded question. Okay, sorry. I will, no, 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 no. no. It's, it's good, it's good. Uh, I mean... In, Every way imaginable, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, I've i never been a consistent churchgoer mm-hmm. my whole life. And being at Park has helped me realize the importance of the gathering. Mm-hmm. And it has compelled me to study Scripture the way it ought to be. Mm-hmm. And to spend the right amount of time with it, mm-hmm. the time it serves. And um, fellowship and accountability is a, is a huge, mm-hmm. huge one. And not being afraid to just tell someone you love them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's always awkward, you know, especially I'm on a college campus, you know, most of my time. <laughs> and, you know, it's, but when you have people that you can really just call your brother and sister, mm-hmm. it's it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. That in itself. And you were considering going to Charleston Southern, right? Oh, yeah. What made you end up staying at Winthrop and not going to Charleston Southern? Well, I... Uh, finances... That okay. was a huge issue. Finances. And um, 
I remember talking with you and Moses about this separately. Yeah. It was, um, I remember he encouraged me that this is where I belonged. And I, I had it in my heart to go to Charleston. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it just had to do with the fact that I've been here my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't with the church long at the time. I was there maybe a month or two. Yes. But as I, as I just, as the Lord, he puts people in your life. Yes. And this, the surrounding environment that I became enveloped in, it helped me realize that finance, yeah, that was a huge factor in it, mm-hmm. but the Lord's providence is always at work. Mm-hmm. And if I had gone to Charleston, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be here now. Yeah. And I would not uh, be talking to you. I, yeah. I would not have made the brothers and sisters mm-hmm. I have right now, and I am certain of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are encouraging because I think into the spring semester, you know, you were pretty kind of like upset on Charleston, yeah. and I wanted to as kindly as possible, subtly, subtly, because I didn't, you know, I mean, you have to make your own decisions, right? And then pastors rarely get the opportunity to tell people what to do. We can always give you know advice or wisdom, and encouragement, yeah. but ultimately, everyone's got to make their own decision for the Lord. And I, I just remember, I think I, pr- I remember praying, right, of, uh, you know, ultimately you're in the Lord's hands. If you go to Charleston, it's not going to be for the worst. Right. God knows, you know. Um, but I was also very, uh, you just got here, and you can already tell the wor- the Lord was working uh, yeah. within you. And I was kind of like, man, I would hate to stop this right now. He's just on the cusp of, you know, opening And then that's when he said Summerlink. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he went to Summerlink, and then that was my ploy, you know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we're, we're glad you're here. Uh, and now you have a, another opportunity this summer. I do. Uh, where are you, where do you, where are you headed this summer? Uh, Lord willing, Scotland. Scotland, eh? Yeah. Hi, laddie. I, I would, I would match you on that accent, but you know. <laughs> what will we do with our freedom? <laughs> it's a great place. <laughs> I'll bring you back a kilt. <laughs> Sorry, everyone, for listening. Uh, yes, I apologize um, now. Yeah, I should have gone to Charleston, right, guys? <laughs> uh, why are you going to Scotland? Well, um, so there's a pro- there's a program, Reaching and Teaching, International mm-hmm. Ministries, mm-hmm. and I essentially had this opportunity mm-hmm. fall in my lap. Hmm. I was not seeking mission work out. I, I was still trying to understand... Um, the importance of the church. Mm-hmm. I was trying. I felt like I need. I was focusing on how I needed to act, or I guess that's one way to phrase it. I <laughs> the to the others around me, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I started doing the worship ministry, and I wanted to start prioritizing my time with the park because right. you know when I first started, I was just you know popping in and out, but now you know I'm part of the family here mm-hmm. and um, family of God, one would say. But um, we would sing, yeah, and it. So, so the, the mission work, I've never really considered it, but um, it kind of, uh, it especially appealed to me, this opportunity, uh, Wit and Pastor Dave reached out to me on the same day, probably within 10 minutes of one another. Uh, what are the, the exact odds? same <laughs> text. What are the odds? Yeah. Uh, asking me if I was interested in uh, a mission opportunity to serve six weeks in part of a practical, practicum program in a place called uh, Glenrothes. Scotland. Glenrothes. Glenrothes. Uh, look, 
you can take over for the because <laughs> it looks like Glenn Roths, right? Yeah, Glenn yeah. Roths, Glenn Rothus, Glenn so Rothus, yeah. Glenn Rothus, uh, which is a little bit north of Edinburgh, which mm-hmm. is the nation's capital. Um, and uh, what for six weeks? Yes. What will you be doing in those six weeks? Uh, evangelical work. Okay. That would entail uh, serving the church mm-hmm. in whatever way they deem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a, a huge part of it, I know, was going to be a coffee shop yes. that they have. The bridge. It's the bridge. It is the downstairs part yeah. of their uh, their church, you could say. Church building. Yeah. yeah. So the, the church building, you have the church gathering on the second floor. Yeah. And on the first floor is this the bridge. And that is a wonderful evangelical outlet mm-hmm. to reach people, you know, have great conversations. Have you heard the story of how they got their church building? So um, Matthew Marshall, who's the pastor there, he actually stayed with me and Jamie for a few days uh, a couple years ago, and he I got to drive him around to different places to visit other churches and pastors, um, and he shared the story of um, they're looking for a space, and space is difficult in Scotland, especially for the price, and so the church just prayed for a um, a ch- church location yeah. and. Uh, the, like I think a week, maybe two weeks after a uh, real estate, like a <laughs> corporate real estate guy, uh, visited church and then later joined, and he said, "Here's a place that you should look at." Yeah. And so the church went there, and they prayed outside of it. The Lord would give them this building, and so, <laughs> and then <laughs> lo and behold, well, praise God. Uh, it turns out they the government owned this uh, place. It's in a mall. Right, so yeah. there's it used to be a, a federal um, that that part of the mall was owned by the federal government there, yeah. and the they, queen, the queen, <laughs> <laughs> the king, no, yeah, uh, but um, they gave, they said you can have it for one pound, so that's a little over a dollar, and they're like, okay, <laughs> because basically they weren't using it, it was vacant, wow. and they're having to pay taxes on the property. Mm-hmm. Which was tons of money because it's a pretty big space, yeah. and so they so they had to pay for cut their contract was pay one pound to the government, and so that's that's what it was, and so it's in a mall, so you have a lot of uh, foot traffic there, and that's why they have the coffee shop at the bottom. Is so as you have people in the mall, they can come and just join, and you said it's part of your evangelical work, right? Yeah. That well, a lot of, a lot of times what they do there is they just have people sitting in the coffee shop ready to talk to people. They walk in or sit down. So a lot of what you'll be doing, it seems like it'll be evangelism in this coffee shop and working. And I'm pretty sure Matthew, his wife, is the manager of the coffee shop. And so if you've ever spent more than five days with Wit, you'll know you'll be in a coffee shop evangelizing. So That's right. <laughs> <laughs> We've been getting you already <laughs> for Scotland. That's right. It was, all, it was all part of the plan. Yeah. Um, so what do you know anything else you know about this practicum? I know that it's not just Scotland. Mm-hmm. that people are going to. I'm part of a, uh, there, there was a group that mm-hmm. we were set into and, you know, I submit an application and they, uh, they interview you a couple times. They mm-hmm. speak with your pastors and there's, there's people going to Ecuador. Mm-hmm. I know that. And there's other countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Jordan is also one of them. Yep. And what we do is support race. Right. We try to raise the money yes. and to, to go out or we do it ourselves mm-hmm. and we get other people to help us mm-hmm. and um, 
So there's that. Yeah, so I, um, a couple years ago, you may remember the Whitakers, the camps, and also Abby Sweeney. We went on the reaching teaching practicum. So us and the camps went to Thailand, we went to Bangkok, and then Abby went to Vietnam. And so our, you know, we're somewhat familiar with the uh, practicum six weeks. You get hands-on experience in a local church somewhere else. And it's usually missionary work as well. It's not just local church, but also this idea of mission work. Because Scotland is technically to the IMB website an unreached people group, and really what we call it the, is unreached, so they have little to no access to gospel witnesses. Um, and so there's less than two percent evangelical. That's what we call post-reached. You would think Scotland, you know, they're Christian, but really when we're trying to reach unreached people, some of the main hindrances to reaching unreached people is ge- geographical boundaries. Right, it's really difficult to get to. The closed country as well, right? The government does not want Christian influence, and therefore they're closed to Christian Christianity. Or third, there's a language barrier. Either it's hard to speak or hard you have to learn language to share the gospel, or they don't even have a written language and you have to create their language. Scotland, however, is a very unique place to whether it's unreached. Like There's no almost no gospel witness there according to percentage to population, but they speak English. They're an open country, and there's not a ge- it's a, f- a plane ride, and you're there, and so it's it's very unique, and this is such a great need for gospel witness, and yet so easily accessible. So I'm very excited for you to go there. You mentioned you need raise raise support. I do. What's the grand total that you need? The well, right now we're looking at a solid amount of four thousand six hundred seventy-five dollars. However, there is the airfare variable that the program is kind of waiting mm-hmm. to purchase. Right now, just to wait a little closer to the yeah. uh, day of liftoff right. to um, purchase. So right now, it's looking like an upwards of six to six thousand five hundred dollars. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Austin, feel free to. He'll, he, we're going to try to have him go buy some Sunday school classes, uh, hand out his support letter, give a little two minute spiel on what's he doing, and be able to ask questions. And so, if you're looking to support. Uh, We'll have that information out for you of ways you can give, ways you can pray. But also, a third way to be concerned is, um, are there people that you also are, you know that would be willing to support Austin in going to Scotland? So uh, maybe you're willing to, maybe you can only give a little, you can pray, but uh, perhaps you can have him over for dinner and invite some friends so he can uh, share this opportunity and they have the opportunity to be a part of it. That's really what we're doing when you support raise, uh, it can be awkward, it can be difficult, but the Bible tells us uh, this is an opportunity for other people to join in on the, the effort. whole thing's in ministry. Yeah, whole, whole thing. thing yeah. You're you're going. Other people can right. may, may not be physically be able to go, but they can. But they're they're taking part. Yeah, they can come along with the work. Yeah, right. So that's good. Um, so yeah, if you have more questions, feel free to reach out to Austin or myself. Uh, well, I'm just going to pray for us, brother, if that's okay with you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your kindness and your mercy. We thank you for the gospel that changes lives, that take dead people and make them alive. We thank you for Austin and what you have done in his life and saving him um, and how you've been working to him, his his love for the church, his love to serve others, and his willingness to uh, go, to uh, spend part of his summer going somewhere else um, to help share the gospel and help strengthen the church in Scotland. We just pray, Father, that you would bless him. We know, Father, that you... Uh, own the cattle on a thousand hills, Lord. So we just pray, Father, that you would support Austin and that you would uh, provide all that he needs 
that he may go and uh, do a work uh, for your namesake, Lord. We thank you for Jesus. We pray all this in his name. Amen. Amen.